welcome. Amen. In your own house today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's happening in the house. Woo. Brother, sister Samson, we turned the corner apostolic lighthouse and we went, whoa. Amen. Just terrific. Beautiful. What a wonderful testament of worship and praise. House Amen of the Lord right here in Southwest Missouri. Wow. Look at your neighbor say, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Aren't you glad that you're one of them? Come on, aren't you glad you're a tongue-talking, holy roller, born-again, heaven-bound believer? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated if you feel good to be in the house of the Lord with you. Brother and Sister Samson, we honor you. Thank you for this awesome opportunity. Well, we've heard some great singing already and instrumentation. Uh, what a talent-packed church this is. Amen. And thank God for that. Thank you, Brother Zach, for assisting us on the way in, the greeters on the way in. Uh, amen. The parking slot and spot. Amen. And just everything. Appreciate what's happening already. Amen. Uh, I feel something in my heart, but before we do, Pastor, we're going to just dive into a song. Your grace still amazes me, Sister Nalik, if you will. I know this is a golden oldie that the Narlocks sing, but I feel like singing it. Aren't you glad? Amen. Aren't you glad you didn't come in? Amen. And it's not callous. It's not cold. It's not cataracted. But I want to feel, amen, that same feeling of the first fruits when I fell out at an altar somewhere. He still amazes me. Amen. Hava, hava nagila. Amen, which simply means rejoice and be glad. Amen, I'm so glad we came into the house not looking like some pewed potato with sprouts already grown and we're just going to stay right here. No, amen. I, 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 his grace still amazes. His, his mercy still amazes. How many got a Jesus name, Holy Ghost on the inside? Help us sing it today. Your grace still amazes. like a river with no end. He covers my sin each time I come into your presence I stand in wonder once again and your grace still amazes me And the healer 
of my soul. What can I give you, Lord? What can I say? I know there's no way to repay you, only to offer you my praise. And your grace still amazes me. for amazing grace thank you Lord how sweet the sound that saved thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah it's like it's fresh every day it's like it's fresh every time I walk into the house of God reminiscent of my past as my altar boy days with incense and lighting candles and holding big bibles and going into confessional booths I thank the Lord that Amen. Back in 77 when I was 11. Hallelujah. He touched me. He met me there. Hallelujah. Pulled me out. I didn't know you people. I didn't know this way. Brother, I didn't know an Acts 2.38. I didn't know a John 3.5. I didn't even know an Acts 4.12. And the essentiality to be saved even existed. I knew how to pray to Mary. I knew how to fumble and go through beads on the rosary. Amen. But when one brother said to me, all you got to do is pray to Jesus like your best friend. And for 46 years, I've been praying to Jesus because he's my best friend. He still amazes me. Hallelujah. Woo. Somebody say yes. Could you please stand? We're going to the word of the Lord today. Amen. Again, Pastor Sister Samson, thank you so much. Amen. For this opportunity. Amen. We love you. We thank God for your lighthouse. All of the great times we've had in Racine. And, uh, uh, and wow, what an upgrade. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I know you're still adjusting. You've been just a few months in here. Uh, amen. You're still trying to figure out how many swirls are really in this carpet altogether. Uh, amen. And how beautiful it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Any visitor here, we're glad that you've come. Thank you. Welcome to the wonderful world of the Pentecostals. 
Amen. And we appreciate it. Brother, so good to see you, sir. Just the family, everyone. Appreciate my wife. I thank the Lord she's with me today. Uh, amen. And believe it or not, I'm just going to spill some beans, brother. Just coming This coming Tuesday, a couple days from now, is her 36th anniversary. Praise God. And I thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 She's, she's going with me to a meal. We're going to hit Branson just a smidge. Uh, amen. And as the Lord leads, we thank God. Uh, amen. There's a revival up in Kansas City area just after that. And uh, so we're, uh, we're excited what God's doing. We've got three children, of course, you know. One's in Mississippi. Uh, one's in Illinois. Our son pastors in North Carolina. We've got three granddaughters, and they're all just about two weeks apart. Two of them were born on the same day. Amen. And you, that's, <laughs> there's no greater trinity than that right there. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. We just had them over at our house a little bit ago. Wow. Amen. We had a time. And uh, so I thank the Lord for that. But we also have Brother Mike and Sister Nina, a brand new grandson. Amen. So he's about a month old and his name is Zion Paxton. He's our little Z-Pack. Praise God. And uh, my, we're having a great time. We love them. And um, I got to hold him. And it was a home birth. Sister Nolik was basically there. Three more minutes, my son and Sister Nolik would have had to have delivered that baby. I'm talking three minutes. And uh, so, wow, you're talking about right on, our God's right on time. <laughs> Amen. Well, you pardon me for just being Sylvester today, but I feel it. Amen. Help us today. We're going to the word of the Lord. I want to take you all the way. Amen. To an Old Testament chapter. Uh, amen. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Amen. The book of Deuteronomy chapter number 31. Amen. And we're noted to preach 100 miles an hour. So we're going to try to slow down just a little bit. Uh, it's a little larger facility. The echoes here. Uh, so we want you to Amen. Be steadfast and unmovable. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 31. There's a table in the vestibule. Anybody interested? Could be saturated, uh, but uh, there's still some paraphernalia out there. Prayer journals by way of an offering. There's still the CD. We're trying to get the Narlock Classics reinstituted by way of maybe a card where you can download, etc. We're, we're looking into that. We did start a guitar CD, hoping to have that available at least a single in August. Amen. So, uh, so we're, we're excited about that been by the way of a studio uh, amen just took an israel trip uh, we came back about two months ago had a great great time our next trip is uh the fall of 24 so if anybody's interested contact sister nalako myself is as long as it's okay with your pastor please go through your pastor with these things god bless you in advance for that here it is deuteronomy chapter 31 and i want to start with verse number 17 Thank you, Brother Zach. I may jump around just a little bit with that slip of paper we gave you, but 17 says this, Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them and hide, will hide my face from them. And they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us? good conclusion and, 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 and you're probably thinking thank you brother Nolik for quoting one of the most depressing verses of the whole Bible but it doesn't stop there it goes on to say and I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they should have wrought and that they are turned unto here's the key other gods 
because of all this turning away, the hiding of the face is going to happen as promised. And so 19 says, now therefore write ye this song for you and teach it to the children of Israel and put it in their mouths. I love the way the King James Version says this, and put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. Verse 20, it jumps down to the end, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat. Then will they turn unto other gods. It's almost even before you go into the land of promise, I'm going to preempt verbally by saying you'll turn away from me. I'm going to quote something in advance. God knows everything in advance, but it's as if he's saying, I'm going to prophetically say, because I know you're going to turn to other gods. Verse 21 at the end says that this song shall testify them as a witness. At the end of that verse it says, even now before I have brought them into the land which I swear. Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel. And then of course Joshua steps onto the scene and says, amen, uh, be strong and of good courage. And you can find this when you jump into the next book just after a couple of chapters. Joshua really says the same things in Joshua 1 and then in 24 it says and make an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished so there's a song and there's the writing I want you to remember I want you not to forget God is saying to his people because just just two chapters or so they're going to Joshua Moses is going to die on Mount Nebo things are going to unfold there's going to be a massive transition But before you go, I want you to know this through a song and a sermon. Amen. Through a song and the scroll. Don't forget it. How many know it sticks when you write something down? God knows the DNA. God knows the anatomy. How many know that when you sing something, it sticks all the better? Some of these old songs they were singing today, my heart rejoiced. In the sense when I remember when I was a little 11 year old red headed snot box still came amen flooding to my spirit oh I love the songs of Zion hallelujah and so he's wanting them to remember so if I could I want to pinpoint on verse 18 I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils somebody say surely hide if I could entitle this, may make sense, I pray down the road as we preach, but simply, amen, twice, hidden. Twice, surely hide. Twice, hidden today. Look at your neighbor and say twice. Could you just do this right now? Twice, twice, hidden. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, just even sitting in the office, just even praying in there and hotel room and and saying, God, I want you to touch Lighthouse today. There's people that need something here to help us remember who you are and who we are in you. And I want you to know, Pentecostal, he loves you more than you can understand. But help us preach a little bit. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Could we do it? Father, we thank you for this wonderful congregation. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership that you've sent here, for the Samsons. God, for those that assist them in holding their arms up in battle, God, for the lighthouse that is literally a lighthouse, that's spiritually a lighthouse, amen, throughout this arena and area, God, that, amen, someone would be magnetized to the miracle that's happening here.
We give you the highest praise. We ask these things and believe it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Could you place your Bibles down gently on that pew? Somebody clap your hands under the Lord. <laughs> His grace is still efficient. His grace is still sufficient. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let's do it again. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to help that preacher preach. Could you do it? Amen. If you said it, you may be seated. If not, stand up and try it again. Hallelujah. Could you, because you're Pentecostal, clap your hands right where you are. Make somebody know. Let somebody make some noise and say, I'm not ashamed to be Pentecostal today. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Thank you, Jesus. There's a spirit of the skeptic today, and I don't want to archaeologicalize you, but in the realm of archaeology, you would have what is called the maximalists and the minimalists. The maximalists are those that believe it to the max, that the word of the Lord is literal, that if you're going to do anything by way of study, a theological digging deep, the exegesis, the homiletical unfolding, you, you must first start, amen, with it being literal. And then jump from there. And then you have those that are the minimalists. They believe as little as possible. They, they believe, brother, that David was a great agricultural chieftain, but in no wise a king. They thought that they found something under the layers of dirt that would uh, exemplify their position to say that, amen, we're comfortable on being minimally believing in the word of the Lord. As a matter of fact, they believe it was written a long time after the fact. It's fables and stories that have some gist of truth, but is just really for campfires with children's ears listening. And it would be true, brother, in that sense, to be one that believes that way if you were to find maybe three puzzle pieces and you try to put them together in the array of the thousand-piece configure. And, and, and okay, maybe it is. But when you take those three, four, five, ten pieces and you place them on the backdrop of the Bible and they fit perfectly, it's like finding the cover of the puzzle box. <laughs> and now, brother, you cannot help but say, no, there's no way that this could fit in there, but it does. And because it does, amen, our position is strengthened to know that Jesus is who he says he is, and you've come too late to tell me anything different. How many know, amen, that repentance is real and that the burden of your sin was lifted? How many know that you were transformed in the watery grave of baptism? How many know that the Holy Ghost is real and speaking in tongues? Somebody say yes. And with all of this reality, with all of this substantiation, with the songs that are written and the sermons that are unrolled in the scroll, God is saying, I want you to remember what I've done, the parting of the Red Sea, the burning thunder and furnace on top of a mount that was burnt. Amen. Everywhere, brother, amen, I've done exemplary, amen, miracles. Brought you out of Egypt, and I challenge the gods of Egypt to understand who Yah really is. 
oh, done it all. And so I want you to remember, but he tells them in advance because of the pressure and the periphery of the culture of that day, you're going to cave somewhere along the lines. And so before you do this, I want you to remember something that I will surely hide. Brother, again and again, it's like Josiah, they find the holy writ in the rubble and they bring it and he rents his garment to say, we turn back to the word of the Lord. So the word is still real, brother, regardless of what happens. The songs of Zion that were sang and sung in that day, later others would remember it. It's Jehoshaphat instead of, amen, instead of sending tanks, they sent tenors to sing the songs of Zion. You can't forget the scroll and you can't forget the song. Brother, pardon me, but how many remember? I remember, brother, my brothers were on drugs with hair down to there, sang songs uh, uh, under the smoke-filled room of marijuana. Some old stuff drove the Chevy to the levee and the levee was dry. Good old boy drinking whiskey and rye saying, this be the day that I die. How inspiring that is. Well, anybody with me over here? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, just step out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. Don't need to be coy or oy. Just set yourself free. Step off the bus, Gus. Don't need to discuss much. 50 ways to leave your lover. Anybody ever heard that junk? Two people, that's good. <laughs> Maybe some of you don't want some. Maybe you listened to it yesterday, God forbid. Amen. (laughs) Sorry, Pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll just break it up. You pick up the pieces later. Hallelujah. But what what are you saying? Amen. Songs stick. Hallelujah. I see a crimson stream of blood and it flows from Calvary. Oh, it's still amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Somebody sing the songs of Zion. These are things that stick. But he says, regardless of the sermon and the song, that I want you to remember so vividly. Amen. I want you to remember as if it were a catalyst to your soul. You're going to turn. And because you turn, I'll turn my face from you. And brother, the, the, the acclamation concerning turning the face literally means his presence. I will go and I will hide my presence from you. If you look at it, there was within Tabernacle Precinct, there was this altar of showbread or this table of showbread. The showbread was the presence of God or the table of the bread of his presence. Look this up. Amen. It's his presence the bread represented. It literally represented the face of God. They would partake as if it were, go face to face with God in holy places every day. Wow. There's something about the presence. The scripture doesn't lie when it says in his presence there's fullness of joy. And his right hand or in his power there are pleasures forevermore. Somebody say presence. But I've got to find the presence of God. I've got to seek him while he yet may be found. In the decade of destiny of 2023 and on, my soul shakes in the sense that, amen, I've got to have more of Jesus than more of anything else than ever before. Somebody say hallelujah. (laughs) 
And so it says, I will surely hide. Please don't throw away your KJV, but brother, if I could say, the King James says surely hide. It makes sense because it's, it's, it's putting emphasis on the hide. It's doubling up on the emphasis. We can get into nouns and verbs and prepositions and suffixes and we could go on and on today. But if I could say, amen, surely hide. Hide would have worked. I will hide my face from, but God meant business by saying, surely hide. But if you bring it back, here I go. <laughs> I'm going to Hebraize you just for a smidge. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> but look at this. Surely, if you look this up Hebraically, rip it back to where the Torah, amen, is first written. Amen, it literally says, I will hide, hide. Not surely hide. It sounds good. That's what was the KJV put in there. It still makes sense. Don't throw it away. But I'm just saying, I will hide, hide. There's two, there's two hidings here, brother. Hiding twice. Look at your neighbor and say twice. Two, two, two times. <laughs> has, any, has anybody played hide-and-go-seek before? Brother, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> oh, I, I had. Brother, I, when I remember some of the games I played when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, I, I, can I just say this? Brother, I'm originally from Oslo, Minnesota on the North Dakota border, you can see the Red River, and you can see North Dakota just across the Red River of the North, which flows to the North, which flows to Lake Winnipeg in Canada, by the city of Winnipeg. And, and so my dad, he took us fishing a lot, brother, catching the big 10, 12-pound cats. <laughs> Amen. That's a little meow mix right there. Hallelujah. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what we did. We had fun. I, I, also, Minnesota was just a city of about 600 people. So I, I had a bicycle, a Schwinn. Anybody ever own a Schwinn? Oh, yeah, you remember the days of Schwinn, brother. I, I had a black and white single-speed Schwinn. Probably came over from the ark. <laughs> Amen. Had two baskets on the back of it, brother, two baskets. I, I, I know it looks geeky now. Don't do it now, brother. But back then, I could haul newspapers, daddy's milk, or amen, penny candy, whatever it was, brother. And I knew the, I knew the roads, brother. I knew around the telephone poles, there's a crack in the sidewalk there. I knew just how to maneuver that. Following the front wheel. I didn't even have to look up, just, brother, I knew right where I was. Amen. I was a little hyper back then, praise God. Amen. But I... I, I just remember, and you know what we did, brother? We put these, these cards on the spokes. And anybody ever use your mama's clothespins, amen, and you put cards like baseball cards, and you put them in the spokes so that when the wheel, <laughs> woo, I was the biggest Harley Davidson in Oslo, Minnesota. Woo, woo, bring it on, somebody, praise God. You've done it too. Amen. It's just awesome when we were kids. Can I just say it this way? I remember, amen, that was uh, for some reason, amen, the water hose and the spigot was connected to my daddy's water bill. And I would go kind of, there was trees here in the house there, and I would go take that hose and my mind would go to NASA. And I remember that, brother, just my mind. And I would tell and I was on a launch pad with the water just thrusting. Brother, the dirt was flying. I was getting specks in my face and eyes. It didn't matter. Amen. All that, that, that mist was the smoke and the fire. Brother, I had about 10, 20 launch pads back there. 
I ruled the space and time. Amen. Anybody with me? That's just, you know, you get an eight, nine-year-old doing stuff like that. Hallelujah. No, I didn't do it yesterday. Amen. Till somebody, my neighbor said, hey, and I went, whoa, dropped the hose and ran like a chicken. <laughs> Kids. And so I remember playing hide and go seek, brother. I remember, amen. And I, in my mind, do you think this way? In my mind, I was the best. I ought to hide the best. Brother, I would find a place. <laughs> amen, some bush somewhere. No one's going to find, and I could hear my mom. I was telling myself, don't breathe so loud. They're going to find you. You know what I'm saying? Telling myself, anybody talk to yourself? <laughs> I appreciate your transparency today. I remember, I remember that. Just, and I thought, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to be last. Of course, they found me out after a while. I thank God for that. Amen. It's that anticipation. You want to hide, but you want to be found. I'm going to get that. It's, 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 it's like a, a, an oxymoron. You know, you, you want to hide, but yet come find me. You want your peers to cheer. You, 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 you want something to take place that brings joy to the whole camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Anybody know? And so God hides on us sometimes. Not that he wants to leave us. Not that he wants to forsake us. He said, I'll never forsake you. He will daily load us with benefits. That means he's there every day. Knock and it shall be open. Seek and ye shall find. He's there. <laughs> For the thrilling and the filling, God's there. Amen. But sometimes he hides. Why? It's because he wants you to come find him. God loves to play hide and go seek sometimes. Brother, that, that psalm scripture, if you could pop that up. Amen. Thank you, sir. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and the scripture that's fixing to come up is, is, is a David that says one thing, I'm desired of the Lord. He had this pensive focus. But I've got to pursue God. <clears throat> Amen. And he says, the Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Mountain is like a kingdom. Mountain is a belief. You made me to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face. Uh-oh. And I was troubled. David even says, I was terrified. And then when, when you hit on me, and sister, I've served the Lord long enough. I'm, not, I'm no holy Joe from Kokomo, brother. There were those that have served the Lord longer than I. But after 46 years, I can recognize, brother, when God hides on me. In earlier years, it was like, oh Lord, I almost had a panic attack. God, where are you? I, but now I just know. Oh, oh, you're hiding. Guess what? We's gonna come find you. <laughs> so you begin to pursue. It's like the lady that reaches in and touches. It's, it's like Zacchaeus in the tree. And, Amen, I'm coming over to your house. Oh, oh I'm so glad, hallelujah. It, it's even some post-resurrection happenings. It's in the garden, brother, where we're, we're and then there's a gardener working, and where have you laid him, says Mary. <laughs> Amen, and then he says, Miriam. Oh, and she recognizes him and reaches out. Don't touch me, I've not yet ascended yet. Amen, but Jesus exposes just a little. God loves to hide. He loves to see, amen, the liquidation of your pursuing him. 
He loves to see, brother, that I'm not kicked back, laid back, little slice of layer to see everything's going to be okay kind of mentality. But God loves you when you get up from where you are and say, I can't live without you. Where are you now? Brother, on the two, on the two to the road to Emmaus, amen. They're walking and their heads are dragging. Amen, they want to go home and jump out of the basement window just to end it all. They're tired, they're weary. We heard the sucking sound of the nails as it came out of the limp limbs. We heard the stone crash in front of a tomb that seemed so eternal. (laughs) What's going on here? And all of a sudden, (laughs) he comes into the midst of them on a seven-mile Bible study. Jerusalem, Emmaus, seven miles. Seven-mile Bible study. He tells them about the prophets and himself. (laughs) How many would love to have been in that Bible study? That would be search for truth three right there. Praise God. Amen. I'm just saying, and then, brother, he breaks the bread in the house. And their eyes are... Loves to hide. Seek me. But I yet may be found. They're shaking like a bunch of chickens. The Romans are coming to the door. What are we going to do? What the woo we going to do? All of a sudden, walks through the wall. Physicists say, brother, that in order to operate walking through stone walls or any walls, you'd have to be operating in the 11th dimension of physics. They'll tell you this. Jesus walks into your 11th dimension. It says, here I am. If somebody will hold out, if somebody will stay, if somebody will believe, if somebody will not go chasing or turn your face, if you'll not, if you'll not somehow serve other gods, he won't turn his face from you. His presence will be there. Who wants the sick and tired little demons that are out there? And who wants the periphery of Egyptian gods? Brother, I'm no holy Joe, and I thank the Lord for the opportunity. We helped some missionaries, amen, and talking with them and encouraging them. We just had a trip before Israel to Egypt. Sister Long stayed back. I thought I better do this one alone. The job, different stuff, amen. So I went to Egypt just about three months ago, and brother, never been there before. Pyramids and the Nile River, and amen, and the museums, and uh, amen, the, the cartouches, and you've got the, the Valley of the Kings, and going into these tombs. And brother, you talk about a very, very present picture of what evil was and the, could I say, compressing culture that Moses and Joseph had to feel. It's there, undoubtedly there. Hallelujah. And we feel the same things of the Egyptian gods of this world and little hunk of junk of clay sitting on some shelf, some fat belly Buddha sitting on some shelf somewhere that's got eyes that cannot see and hands that cannot reach out and feet that cannot. And every one of those Clay objects represent a demon. I'm not out to look for demons to serve. That if my God seems to be failing me, he's not failing me. He's just hiding a little bit so that I get up from where I am and I seek him while he may yet be found. God wants to understand your motive. God wants to hear your intent. God wants to understand your heartbeat. Will you love him on the mountaintop? Will you seek him in the valley? Somebody say hallelujah. 
Somebody say praise God. Can I say quickly, I gotta jump to this second part. I got to get to this. How many are still with me, brother? I don't even see a clock. This is good. Pastoral design, no clock. <laughs> praise God. Can, can, I, can I just say with this? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be real long, brother. And if I spray it instead of say it, I'll just hand you a hanky and we'll preach on. Hallelujah. But I, I, I just want to explain it this way real quick. That if you take it geographically, where Jesus was brought up, he was brought up in Nazareth. We were just on Mount Carmel and you could see the Valley of Jezreel, which is really the Valley of Armageddon, which I believe is going to be a staging point for the New World Order Army to attack Israel that's setting up right now. And so with all of this, you could see uh, Nazareth on the other side. And it's tucked upon a hill with a rugged cliff. No wonder, brother, they wanted to push him off the cliff. That was the perfect place for an execution. But Jesus, whose timing was not yet or in that way, walks through the midst of them. <sighs> but you could see, brother, there's no major highway all the way around them. There's no silk trade. There's no silk road. There's no major highway. Yet the place is called Nazareth, which is Nazareth, which simply means shoots, olive shoots. Olives are oil. Oil is anointing. Christ means anointing. Mashiach means anointing. Messiah needs, means anointing. So Jesus as a boy lives in the city of anointing. <laughs> he lives in Shoot Town. <laughs> Somebody say, yeah, we ain't talking six Guns, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, brother, amen. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the anointing one, lives in the city of anointing with no major highways. He's brought up in the slated schools that pour honey over the slates in their kindergarten class, and they trace through the honey, lipping off of the nib, licking off of the nib of their pen. Amen. As they trace Alif, Bet, Gimel, the words that I'm writing are not as sweet as the honey and the honeycomb. No. Amen. The honey is not as sweet as the words that I'm writing. He was brought up right there in a synagogue school, if I could say, right there. The Torah. The Torah is in Torah class. <laughs> the word is in word class. I'm sorry. I don't know what you see, but I hope you see what I'm seeing. Anybody with me right now? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I got a good feeling that anybody that sat next to him in the Torah school, brother, in the Midrash, amen, that they got real good grades. Not because they cheated, but there was something, uh, something glowing over here. <laughs> well, hallelujah. <laughs> That's just the way I think. It's crazy, I know, but it's just, but, 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 but there it is. Shoot down. Hidden. Hidden. But when he turned 30, when it was time to expose the ministry, he didn't stay there. He moved to Capernaum, Capernaum, which was right on the coast, which ships would come, a major highway just behind it. I could show you the highway just behind it. It's still there. Amen. There it is. Ships. There were 16 bustling ports all the way around. Amen. The shores of Galilean experience. <laughs> he was exposed. He exposed himself to the world. Here it is. Heal Peter's mother-in-law. Cast out devils in the synagogue. When you walk in Capernaum, you can't help but walk where Jesus walked. <laughs> he did it right there. That was his home base of ministry. Why? Because he's exposing himself to the world. There's times to hide, and he does it. 
Then he says, here I am. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Two times he fed thousands. 5,000 was on the Jewish side of Galilee. There were 12 baskets left over. On the other side was the more of Hellenistic, Greek-minded Jews and Gentiles themselves had another feeding over there miraculously. Amen. And there were, amen, thousands again, but seven baskets left over. Jesus left 12 baskets left over. 12 speaks to the Jews, 12 tribes of Israel. On the Gentile side, hypothetically, seven speaks to the Gentiles in the sense of what they understand. So God will even reveal himself under the layers through the leftovers. If somebody's willing to seek, if us Pentecostals in 2023 are ready to say, God, I love you more than anything. Amen. God will take himself from Shooktown and put himself in Capernaum to say, here I am. If you've longed for me, I'm ready to touch you. I'm ready to heal you right where you are. I'm ready to save you right where you are. I'm ready to touch your family. I'm ready to touch your finance. I'm ready to heal you. And if God speaks through the leftovers, how much will he speak to us in plain sight? Amen. Because when the Lord gets ready, you just got to move. Hallelujah. And I feel the move of Pentecost in this house. I feel Jesus in this place. Sister, if he's hiding, don't stay still. Don't stand still. Seek him today. Woo. Here it is. I got to run. I don't want to lose you. I thought I lost 5% just a moment ago, but hear this. Amen. I, I, I want you to hear this. He said, wait a minute, brother. No, you said twice hide. He hides twice. Not just once. It's the truth. Can I bring this little story to you? And I'm going to hasten. It's a little girl that, again, tucks herself deep. She's a good hider. Must be. And her peers, amen, again, love to play. Kids just love to play. It's, it's this unadulterated, innocent world. And it's really what we need to seek after. And she's hiding. Amen. But later on, amen, there's a, there's a minister, there's a rabbi, whatever you want to call him. He walks down the road and he hears this profusive weeping. <laughs> anybody, anybody, ever, anybody ever hear him and young children? <laughs> they can't even talk to you. <laughs> I know I did it. What's wrong, Sylvester? <laughs> and there got to be some kind of sign. Let's figure this out. <laughs> They gotta, she's weeping. Finally, I, I don't want to hurt you. I, I just heard your voice. I heard you weep. Is everything okay? Where's your mom and dad? Is everything okay? She says, no, it's, it's okay. It's all right. I was just playing hide and go seek with my friends. Amen. And none of them found me. And I'm here on alone. I've heard the joyous screams and the shouts and the camaraderie of dancing feet with dancing children. But I'm left here alone. And I'm afraid and I don't want to leave this place. And I'm hurt. I don't hear the shouts. I don't hear my name called out. And so what she did, instead of just hiding, she hid twice. She went deeper into hiding, didn't call out, so that she could weep because her heart was broken that nobody sought her. 
Is it a possibility, brother, that God will hide from us because he likes to play hide-and-go-seek? It only strengthens our character. It only strengthens our relationship. Amen. And then all of a sudden, nobody finds him. We never pursue. And so he does what kings did in antiquity all the way along. Joseph didn't show himself. He went and hid his face. Then he wept because of his brothers behind the curtains. Kings never wept in front of people. They would hide. And so God will sometimes, brother, not just hide, but if nobody pursues him, then he hides twice. As we've broken the heart of God because we didn't come and seek him in his presence. Hidden twice. I'm just going to be playing today if I could say, brother, I don't, mind. I don't like it. I like to feel goosebumps get goose-back rides on goose pimples. I like to know that my God is there. I don't like it, but it's okay if he hides because I just, oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'll just go seek him. And if there is a problem, I'll say, God, get it out. Help me. Put the, put the spotlight of heaven on me. Help me. Purify me. Touch me. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to let him hide for too long. I've got to find him. I don't mind if God hides once. But I can't afford. Sylvester Narlock cannot afford for my God to hide twice because I didn't seek him. Who in this house could, amen, somehow by the time this has come to fruition, say, Amen, pastor, preacher, get out of my way, somebody. I'm, I'm coming to an altar. I'm coming to somewhere. Amen, I heard him tugging at my heart. I, I heard him pulling at me. Amen, and I don't want to stay anymore. Amen, in the same position. I don't want to stay anymore in what would I call lethargy. God, I don't want to be satisfied too soon. Amen, I don't want a slice of Laodicea. I want you to know, God, I'll find you. I'll seek you. I'll pursue you. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let him hide twice. Tell him, tell somebody next to you, don't let him hide twice. I can't afford. I can't. In order for the fires to keep burning at the lighthouse, in order for this to be a lighthouse, amen, it's got to be somebody that says, I'm pursuing him every day. My relationship with Jesus is more important than halo games. It's more important, amen, than funds and friends and fancies. Come on, it's more important than my job or my future. Come on, serving Jesus, I will not, amen, hold back from the prayer room. I will not, amen, hold back from unrolling the scroll and remember, I've got to seek the face of God. I've got to find him. Remind me through the sermon. Remind me through the song. Remind me with something that happens in the house that he loves me. She did, but she taunted him. The Bible says not just once, but again and again and again and again. Potter's first wife to Joseph again. He's given me everything, ma'am, but you, common sense, duh. Amen. Now, but one of those times, and then he said this, how can I, he didn't say the boys are coming home from duck hunting in five minutes. He didn't say there's not an adequate position, a, a, a place in the house or something. No, no, no. Joseph simply said, how can I do this great wickedness and offend 
my God. His relationship was greater than the consequence. You can say, what, what, brother, brother what, what's, what's the greatest consequence of not serving God? How many would say hell? How many know that's not the greatest consequence? The greatest consequence right now of not serving God is that I would break his heart in the journey. How can I do this great wickedness while I'm serving Yeshua Mashiach? Song of Solomon, brother, if you could, and I'm beginning to close this. I, I, I don't know, brother, if this is adequate. I don't know what... I'm just trying to preach on Sunday morning to somebody that'll listen. Song of Solomon, I think it's chapter number five. Brother, could you hit verse one if that's a possibility? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it says here, now please, Song of Solomon was a book that even sages would say to their younger students that you're not allowed to read this book until you're 30 years old. This has been the stand and it may have still, still be the stand today. But yet if I could, to mature apostolics, could I dive in to say one translation will have he said, she said, he said, she said, he said, she said. So could I take that just a little bit, amen, and bring this. It says, I am coming to my garden, my sister, my spouse. Oh, yeah. I've come here. I've gathered my myrrh, he's saying, with my spice. How many know that myrrh is one of the most expensive spices of the land? It's treasured. It's one of those that was brought to the feet of Jesus when he was two years old. Amen. Out of the three gifts from the many wise men, one of them was spice. Myrrh. Amen. I've eaten my honeycomb with my honey. This wasn't just a great value purchase, brother, with, no, this had the comb in it. This is real deal. I used to work at a honey house in North Dakota up into the plains there, and my dad worked with stacks of honey. I was in the honey house. I would put them in centrifugal force bins as I put the slates and steam them down as the honey would drip out. Sometimes I'd probably get stung once or twice a day. I knew it was coming. Amen. But, but it was something, brother. Amen. On the bottom of that. <laughs> little honeycomb was with it. It was like, yeah. Amen. Great value. Sue B. Honey. Sorry. I got the first dibs on this. I don't care if there was an antenna, a thorax. I don't care what was in there. Amen. It tasted great. Solomon's saying, I'm bringing not just honey, but the best. I've drunk my mind wine with my milk. It's not just wine, but milk. Anybody ever heard of a purple cow? That's ice cream with crushed grape. Coke floats all right, but. <laughs> Anybody with me? Yes! I'm not just bringing, amen, the wine. I'm bringing the best. Drink, <coughs> amen, oh friends. <coughs> Drink abundantly, because I brought abundantly. Next verse, brother, if you could. I sleep, but my heart waketh, she said. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove. I like that. Amen. My sister, my love, my dove. Hallelujah. My anniversary's Tuesday. My sister, my love, my dove. Amen. Here it is. Amen. My head is filled with dew. My locks with the drops of the night. Somebody say locks with the drops. Locks. Say locks with the drops. In other words, it's raining outside. Locks. Hair has the drops. 
of the night. Go ahead, just a little more. But she said, I put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I washed my feet. How shall I defile them? My coat had been muddied. My sandals, the servants have already assisted me. How can I? How can I get up? But something clicks. And she gets up. My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door and my bowels were moved for him. Amen. She says, you could see the big lock and the, the keyhole and his fingers. She could see him moving. Amen. The go ahead. I rose up to open my beloved and my hands dropped with myrrh. So she finally gets up in my hands. It's dripping on the inside. It's polo, Ralph Lauren, whatever you want to call it. Amen. It's there. Oh, I know this is him. My fingers with sweet smelling myrrh and the handles with the lock. So I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I saw him, but I could not find him. There's no proposition in here. Amen. He is just messing with the doorknob saying, I'm not coming in. I want you to come out. And dance in the rain. Rain, brother, the former rain and the latter rain, they depended upon it for life. It was their water for the sustenance for agriculture. I want you to come dance in the blessings with me. But there was this little Laodicean delay that says, how can I? So he hid himself and made noise. He said, I got myrrh and honey and wine, but hiding himself behind the, come seek me, come pursue me, come on and dance in the rain. I got blessings. How can I put on my coat, my sandals? So the delay happened that when she opened the door, he wasn't just hiding once now. He was hiding twice. Somehow she broke his heart in the sense that you didn't find me when you could. Want somebody to lift their hands unto the Lord and say, Jesus, you may hide from me once today, but don't hide from me twice. <laughs> could somebody stand to their feet and lift their hands high and Sister Nala, if you could help me in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, Moshe Alaka. Hallelujah. 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 I feel an urgency in the cross. I feel an urgency in Jesus. Ah. John chapter 11. There's two kinds of weeping there. There's two kinds. One is Becha. The other is Dacha. Becha, amen, is when Marian... Martha are weeping, and Jesus is moved by their weeping. That's the becha. That means you're weeping for somebody else, or, or, or the grief that's happening on the inside because of your loss. That's kosher, that's okay. We've got to have a becha. Sometimes you just got to weep because of the grief that you're feeling. But when Jesus, the shortest scripture, but the Jesus wept, is not Becha there. It's Dacha. Which means he's weeping not for himself, but for those that are weeping. Jesus didn't need to weep, brother. He's fixing to resurrect this man and he knows it. He's just sleeping. <laughs> I could almost see Jesus fixing to dance instead. 
something grabs his heart that says, I'm going to weep because they're weeping, because of their perplexity and agony. There comes a time when God will let us into the cry room where he's crying already because nobody saw him. And I want to be able to weep not just from my grief, but because God is weeping for me. I want a doxa that says I'm not weeping from my grief, I'm weeping because God is weeping. Wonder if somebody can lift their hands again twice, twice. Don't hide on me. Don't hide on me. I don't have an elaborate altar call right now. I wonder if there's somebody that can climb out from the middle right where you are. Say, excuse me, I've got to find a place to find him. You've got to get out of my way. I'm gonna to touch his hem. You've got to get out of my way. I I I I, 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 I don't want to break the heart of God. With Jesus. I'm gonna weep because he's weeping. In love. I'm gonna weep because. He's hiding twice. Falling in love. Come on, fall in love. With Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever done. Come on in his hands. Falling in love. That's it, man. Come push these men. These are the men that America needs. These are the men, amen, that Racine needs, that Meosho needs, that Joplin needs, that this county needs. These are the men, amen, that say, God, don't hide twice on me. I'll find him, find him. That's a Kaya, the one who said, What you've got to do, find him in his arms. In his arms. 